Welcome to Your Dose of Reality podcast. It's me, Nikki. And Dee, your hosts and girlfriends here to give you your dose of reality, where we will be reading the hottest tea from Reddit and from our listeners as we continue the journey to search for where people find the audacity. So, onto the pod. Hi guys, welcome to the first episode of Your Dose of Reality podcast. My name is Dee. And I'm Nikki. And we actually have another podcast called Real Scares Podcast. And that's actually, we share paranormal stories from Reddit. And so we have a few episodes there. So if you want to listen to us talking about scary things, please check our other podcast out. But this podcast is actually about life to say the least (laughs) life and we initially started this podcast because we love hearing the reddit stories of um you know am i the asshole or those those type of stories and we love we love listening to it but also we get really worked up and passionate about it because we have a strong we have strong feelings about emotional support and women's support and especially in our culture the western culture we live in Australia by the way we feel like it's gotten heaps better obviously as the years have come into 2022 but we feel like from our own experiences we still feel that women are brought up a certain way and for example if we are brought up to put ourselves last, generally speaking. And uh, yeah. And so through our own experiences, we are we are still fighting this kind of battle. And we wanna put out our support for other women out there or other mm. people who are struggling with these these issues. And we just wanna give you guys encouragement and support. Yeah, so uh, me and Dee have kind of known each other for uh, quite a while now um, and we're actually both business owners. So we kind of reconnected through that um, and we've gotten real close since then just kind of sharing our issues and our um, kind of obstacles we had to get over by being um, business owners. Uh, And we also realized just how much we love to just chat and break down these issues um, and kind of help other people through community rather than uh, in competition. Definitely. And I really love how um, Nikki and I, we actually started our journey basically at the most similar time to each other. Mm-hmm. And so everything that I'm going through and everything that she's going through, we can definitely relate to each other and just, you know, provide uh, support and encouragement and, you know, be able to like act as a soundboard to work out these issues that, we, that we're facing just day to day through like work, relationships, um, you know, the people that are in our lives. Yeah. So we kind of thought, why not jump on here and reach out to others that may not have uh, a super close group of friends or anyone that they can kind of turn to and hopefully you guys will start to send your issues in uh, and we can help you talk through them. We would love to hear just kind of the things that you're going through and if we can offer a you know uh, an ear and, and some words of advice based on our own experiences in life. We'd be happy to help. Just a little bit about myself is so I've my kind of journey through my own um, self development, so to speak, is my my past is I I've had a really strong how do I say it like I've been codependent in codependent relationships and one specifically where we were, we were dating for five and a half years, but. It was basically me just constantly giving myself, um, just giving myself constantly without taking anything and the person would just keep taking and taking and I wouldn't know where my boundaries lay in the sense where I'd just keep giving and it drained the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. And I was just so, I was, 
that my confidence was just so low, my self-esteem. And luckily I was able to get out of that relationship and really acknowledge how I, obviously the person I was dating was kept taking. So, you know, narcissists, they didn't have any boundaries there, but also I learned with myself on how I could stop giving where it would be at my detriment. And so this is kind of a battle that I'm still fighting. I feel like I'm heaps better, but that's something. And the other thing is um, perfectionism. So (laughs) (laughs) So you can relate, can't you, Nikki? Absolutely. (laughs) If we don't start, it can't be wrong. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) How can I get it 100%? Oh, I can't? Okay, no. No, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) No, give up. So, like, perfectionism has, like, ruled my life. Even my business that I have now, I still struggle with being able to do things because I want it to be 100%. And if I can't get it there, I put it off and I don't want to do it. And it it just makes my life so much harder. Mm-hmm. And so that's something, those are the two main things that I struggle with and, and working through myself. What about you? Yeah, so um, kind of uh, actually quite a lot similar to uh, D in that I was also in a kind of relationship for about five and a bit years where it was a lot, um, a lot, a lot of taking. Um, they were doing taking, hey? Yeah. yeah. And um, that just taught me to be fairly submissive uh, Mm -hmm. as a person and I was just very quiet very um agree with everything to a point where now kind of coming out and trying to be my own person I find myself a lot of the time unable to make decisions or to trust myself or my inner intuition because Mm -hmm. it for so long it was consistently put down um yeah and uh, I was just always wrong. So oh, yeah. it's, yeah, it's my journey now to kind of figure out who I am, <laughs> yep. what I actually want, and whether or not I am actually letting what I want and what I need be influenced by those around me just because of uh, my previous um, experiences. Yeah. You know, I just got like goosebumps. You just showing that, like, I was just like, "Yes, a hundred percent relate," and it's just so raw and real, and definitely, I can feel you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're looking to have some fun with this podcast, but we're yep. also looking to get into the nitty gritty and the uh, <laughs> yeah, the shadow work, <laughs> all the good stuff, all the good stuff. Okay, enough about us. We actually have prepared found some juicy juicy stories from reddit that we're gonna read for you guys today and talk about and you know if you guys have any uh opinions or comments or anything at all that you'd like to input into our our commentary please yeah or any issues of your own that you'd like to kind of talk through or send in yeah please send it into us at Oh, I forgot our email, but I'll put, I'll put it. I'll put it on at the end. Okay, good start. <laughs> okay, so this this one is called "Am I the asshole for refusing to give my husband money to go on the trip that his friend excluded me from?" Instant no. Instant asshole. All right, let's hear this. My female 35, husband, male 33, has a friend, male 32, Austin, that he's known for college. They're like brothers and together they extended their friend group. Now the group has over seven guys who hang out together all the time. Austin and I don't get along. He seems to be mocking my infertility and brings it up (sighs) occasionally. It hurts because I've always wanted children and for him to make it a constant topic of conversation hurts. My husband thinks it's just me being hypersensitive. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) right? Anyway, about a month ago, Austin and I got into a fight and after he commented on my infertility by saying that I should, should hurry up and give him 
a nephew slash niece because my biological clock is ticking. We were planning on going to a trip together, but Austin disinvited me because I yelled at him for what he said and ruined his dinner. I said I was perfectly okay with that. In fact, I felt so much relief I no longer had to be around him anymore. My husband for the first time was okay with me being away from Austin, but said he still wants to go on that trip. I said nothing till he told me he still expects me to pay for his travel expenses. I refused and said he was on his own. He started an argument about how I'm doing this to punish him for not staying home with me and told me that my issue was not with just Austin, not him. I told him he could go get the money elsewhere, but he's unable to borrow any more money and add to his debts, debts after he got fired in May. He insisted and I refused. He started calling me spiteful and unfair to refuse to pay for his travel expenses as I attempt to get him to stay home with me. He said his relationship with Austin is bigger than just a few comments Austin made and bigger than my exaggerated sensitivity and insecurity. Now he's sulking until I cave in and give him money. Am I the asshole for insisting on not paying? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. How how this poor woman mm-hmm. is actually come on here to mm-hmm. double check whether yep. or not <laughs> Yep. It's just wild to me. Yep. And, okay, let's just start from the beginning. Break it down. Yeah. There really is just too much in here yeah. that we can And this is, what, this is what we mean by the intro is where on earth mm. do these people find mm. the audacity? Right? Just where? <laughs> so, from the beginning, the fact that – so the fact that Austin – was able to make comments about her body. First of all, is a big no-no. A red flag. Red flag. Mm. And then the fact that the husband is not on, not you know, um, supporting her mm. and telling her that hypersen- she's being hypersensitive. That's so already. This is one of the biggest, biggest issues in my mm. previous relationship that really mm. just like disintegrated my self-worth down to about mm-hmm. n- negatives yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was what is your thoughts on this whether or not and whose responsibility mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. to protect the other significant other from that person's friends so mm-hmm. if it's if it's your friends mm-hmm. is it your girlfriend's um responsibility to stand up for herself and no. um absolutely yeah like tell so them where to go or is it your responsibility i believe if it's anything to do with your partner it's their responsibility to say something so yes you have to have a conversation with your partner and say i'm not, i'm not okay with this mm-hmm. you need to sort this out mm-hmm. and then if they if they're gaslighting them like this mm-hmm. situation you're being hypersensitive Instantly, you need to figure out whether this you can deal with this with your partner, let alone your friend, uh, yes. his friend, because mm-hmm. that's instantly gaslighting because they're dismissing their feelings. Mm-hmm. And that's. Yeah. I honestly think that I, I suppose um, with males, like mm-hmm. sometimes they can be considered um, a lot less confrontational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like from from the Western culture, it's like they've learnt to to dismiss their own feelings. Yes, uh, correct. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, like, what is the line of when your friend can just openly comment on something that you know that you and your partner are dealing with, yeah. i.e., infertility or yeah. um, whether or not you're going to have children, and not. Mm-hmm not go and kind of put the blinkers up and go oh what what on earth why are you saying that that's so yeah having seen the emotion behind uh what's happening yeah i believe it's always to do with the person and what they're okay with and what they're not okay with so like for me i personally would not be okay with that so that's where i draw the line and say that's not okay this is Mm going to stop but someone who doesn't care about it it doesn't matter so they can do they can 
draw the line wherever they feel comfortable with and if they're comfortable about a friend joking about this then that's up to them but like for me that's that's why I think it's a bit confusing because it's from person to person and yeah. what you're comfortable with and what someone else is comfortable with is two different things and she's obviously clearly not comfortable with this mm. hence the fight and so she's drawn the line there so so yeah. someone else could be different I think. yeah I suppose but yeah but with her partner so like mm. this guy what, what's the guy's name do we know or Austin not? Austin uh, oh, not yeah, the partner. The yeah, okay. Don't so know the, the partner. Know. Yeah, so the partner is mm. kind of saying, um, like, he knows that his female is upset. Yeah, yeah, oh, 100%. And he's saying, no, you're being hypersensitive. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, so you're like, not the arsehole. Uh, mm-hmm. Your partner's the arsehole. Austin is trash. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And also, like, so obviously he lost his job. They're married, so I don't know what their financial situation is like. If they're sharing mm. money, like joined or not. But regardless, I believe that these are two different issues mm. in the sense where they need to address the dismissing, you know, the gaslighting issue first, yeah. and you know the the partner having her back and vice versa. Obviously, we don't know the situation, vice versa. But number one is like. They need to address that. And then mm-hmm. separately, they need to address, you know, Austin because that's two different things. Mm-hmm. I feel like Austin, um, you know, you start to question, oh, why is my husband friends with this kind of person? Yes. And, right? yeah. and why can he so blatantly look past um, these issues that are just so <laughs> rude? Mm-hmm. It's just exactly. really rude. So rude. Um. Yeah, so it's kind of a red flag on both of them, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. One of them is your husband. <laughs> exactly. And then also um, the money thing, like she's not letting him borrow any money. And I feel like um, depending on their financial situation, it's like it's up to her. If Obviously, she, they've, she said it's her money. So mm. she has every right to do whatever she wants with her money. And that mm-hmm. I don't believe that she owes him anything. Unless they, unless in the past they've they've spoken about it and they've agreed that you know they're going to help each kind other of, out, yeah, like can. a yeah, like a joint a joint account or like yeah. joint finances. But at the same time, it's kind of at this point, it's kind of just principle. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, definitely. <laughs> like, are we definitely. just going to be uh, salty ass bitches? <laughs> exactly, exactly. You're not but, going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but I think also yeah, I think yes, but also it's like the money situation should be discussed, like should have been discussed in the past and should be a discussion in the future and what they do with the money because if she's withholding money, like mm. what is, where is, they need to make up some, they need to have a conversation about the rules of money. Yeah, like, but at the okay, same time, okay. you know, he, he he's lost his job. Mm-hmm. So I would think that it would be more reasonable to, if you've lost your job, to yep. go, obviously I'm going to help you, but yep. it's not going to be for... For play, uh, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be for a vacation. It's going exactly. to be for the necessities until you're able exactly. to get back on on track and uh, figure out what we're going to do. Exactly, uh, yeah, because yeah. because then it puts stress on both of them. Exactly, uh, that he's just putting out all these money and not putting in. Um, definitely, yeah. definitely. And it says so he lost his job in May, and this was posted um, like 19 hours ago. So that's May June July. That's two months. <laughs> Two months of unemployment and <laughs> he's asking for money. So I, I personally feel that that's unfair mm-hmm. and that he needs to just, you know, bare necessities, as you said. Mm. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at this point, you're not the answer. Yeah, yeah. And get this. Do you, do you want to know? Oh, no, actually, it's no, I read it wrong. So actually, um, the top, top vote is not the asshole. Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I actually read it wrong before and I thought they said, is the arsehole? But no, not the arsehole. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you want to hear some of the top comments? Sure. So, um, not the arsehole, I'd consider leaving my partner over crap like that. I'm sure you have other stories here. P.S. Do not pay a dime for him. 
Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. um, do you know what? It's it's abs- it's absolutely wild when gaslighting is an issue. How yeah. much your own um kind of process and thoughts and logic just gets so incredibly twisted. Yeah. I remember in my um last relationship Mm -hmm. and I think about it now and I'm going Mm -hmm. oh my god like I would Mm -hmm. never ever do that now but I had so many people around me um and his friends as well Mm -hmm. kind of gaslighting me to a point where I was giving this boy like two to three hundred dollars a week as an allowance (gasps) yeah as an allowance because because yeah because he didn't want to work so I was working three jobs. What? Trying Actually, to pay. I didn't know about this. You have not told me. <laughs> this is the like. This is oh. the stuff I didn't remember either. And then one of my friends recently brought it up, and that's another thing about how stressful this kind of um, isolated, uh, bullshit, abusive relationship is. Is that yeah. you just forget everything. Do you think also the guilt overwhelms you? The feeling of guilt Absolutely. that they put into you? Uh-huh. That you just feel you feel like the villain. Yeah. And you start to question it as well. Yeah. So yeah. so my friend recently was like, Oh my god, do you remember when you used to give so and so like money so he could go out drinking with his friends? Which I was never invited to, by the way. Oh my uh, god. because his friends didn't like me. Uh yeah, it it is absolutely wild. And the the fact that this poor woman is on Reddit at all saying, am I the asshole? Just, just screams to me that this has been a recurring thing that yes. she is now starting to question whether or not it is her. And Definitely. that is just, mm, that makes mm-hmm. me so wild. <laughs> Definitely. And like with this type of behavior, like gaslighting and stuff, it's, there's never a one-off time. It's going to no. be throughout their relationship because you know once you do it once if they're if they're inclined to do it they're just going to keep doing it absolutely because they figured out how to manipulate you know your feelings uh to their benefit and and why would you stop that exactly and i have one more um comment and it's really it's really good one it is obvious that op's husband is closer with austin than with op and values the bromance more than the romance mm. it is obvious that, obvious that austin resents op being around since her only role was supposed to be a breeder now <laughs> now she's just competition for hubby's affections i don't see how anyone would want to stay in a marriage where you've been told that the marriage is secondary to the husband's relationship with his bro. Oh, well gosh. said, right? Absolutely. Well yeah. put. Well put. Oh, All right. Um, it's going to give me high a... blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> you have a story to read to me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so same um, Reddit thread, uh, Am I the Arsehole? Uh, so it is, Am I the Arsehole for being upset that my fiancé proposed with his dead wife's ring? My fiancé, 26, and I, 21, have been dating for two years. Yeah. He honestly has been the best boyfriend and support person in my life. In the past, I honestly lost all faith in men due to many bad experiences, and he was the one to restore it. My fiancé has been married before, but his wife unfortunately passed away due to someone driving under the influence. My fiancé and my fiancé's family both described her as an amazing woman who was basically a saint. Sometimes I feel like I am compared to her and even get comments from my fiancé's family members that I look and sound like her. It sometimes makes me a yeah, it sometimes makes me a little uncomfortable because I am not her replacement. I always knew that my fiancé kept some of her belongings including her engagement and wedding ring. And I, and I have always been okay with it, but I never expected him to actually propose to me with her ring. Gosh. When he proposed, he organized a family picnic to announce my pregnancy, and I honestly have never seen a picnic so fancy before. Everything was perfect. My and his family were both there, but when he proposed, I seen... 
I saw that the ring he chose was his deceased wife's ring, and I was a little taken aback. Oh my god. (laughs) I hesitated before I said yes, and his sisters and mum noticed. Later on, his sisters and mum questioned me about it, as if there were some kind of interrogation. And I was honest. I told them I felt uncomfortable being proposed to with his deceased wife's ring, and I felt mm-hmm. that it belonged to her, not me. Fair. Yep. yep, yep. They told me that my fiancé wanted to pick up a meaningful ring, and nothing spoke to him but his deceased wife's ring. Ugh. No, 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 no. I answered back saying that I would have been happy with any ring if it was a freaking ring pop candy. <laughs> but something doesn't sit right with me being proposed to with his dead wife's ring. They ended up telling my fiancé, and now he's been a little distant ever since. I love him, and I don't want to ruin this relationship. I understand he's still hurt about his wife dying, but sometimes I feel like he's trying to replace her with me, and I can't (gasps) be her because I'm me. Am I the arsehole for being upset? Heck no. Oh my goodness. Straight up no. This is like, wild. There's so much to unpack. <laughs> I instantly, from what I heard, I can instantly picture her personality. Like, obviously this is based on her story, but mm. I can I can picture her. She's a really sweet girl. She's really nice. She doesn't want to upset anyone, doesn't want to mm-hmm. hurt anyone, just wants to just wants everyone to get along. And doesn't mm-hmm. want to cause a fuss. Yes, uh, but also, oh, yeah. <laughs> this, I feel like I can really relate to her because I feel like I used to be her. 100%. Oh. Yeah. I used don't, to be don't her. Don't rock the boat, yeah. I used to be her where I just felt like I didn't want to say anything that would upset anyone, ever. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, sir, no, sir. Three bags full, sir. <laughs> you know yeah and I can definitely that's why I can see she even said like I don't want to ruin this relationship she's already like Mm. she's already like head deep in the water there like she's just like I'm not getting out I'm not going to say anything that's going to upset him and I just I I'm a little bit like worried about there's there's talking about someone with fondness Mm -hmm. uh for sure and yeah and I don't think that she's in the wrong for um, being upset that it's the deceased wife's ring. But at the same yeah. time, I feel like that's almost even a little bit disrespectful to the previous wife. Yeah. Because he's kind of just uh, m- merging them together yeah. and being like, oh, well, I'm not going to fork out the money for another uh, ring so oh. let it let it be this one um oh my God. yeah I feel like that should mean a sentimental um thing to him as his previous wife's ring mm-hmm. and um not trying to recreate her in uh, yep. another individual that will obviously suffer because of it yeah like if you were her in this situation like what would you say to her that you would do to move on from this situation how would you get out of this situation I think um I think it's it's hard because they're kind of seeing her reaction as threatening almost or yeah. threat or threatened by someone who is deceased and was a part of their family but I yeah. don't think it's that at all I think that it's her being afraid that her identity is going to be basically taken away from her and um is going to be replaced with this um, woman who she will continuously have to compare herself to, yep. which is just not going to be good for her own no. um, mental health no. at all because Definitely they not. sit there and say, oh, she was beautiful, she was a saint, she was this. Um, yep. she, she'll start to question, am I enough um, if yeah. I'm not her? Uh, and 100%. I think that that's fair, but for some reason they're not seeing that um, aspect because I think they're, I suppose, still in the grieving process. Yeah. So it's really hard both sides yep i agree and is who is the 21 year old uh it's her male okay so she's 21 okay so like she's very young to be getting married and there's nothing wrong with that don't get me wrong because our parents 
that's when they got married <laughs> so <laughs> I can that's fine but what when I say very young is that she obviously there's only so many years since you start dating in relationships and you find yourself and find your voice and find your place in the world I guess mm. and so so from that it's like does she know how to communicate in a relationship because from what the story is it sounds like she hasn't communicated to her partner that she's not okay with this like she's obviously oh I don't mind or I'll let it go it's okay but obviously it's not okay because who wants to be in the shadow of it's a shadow that's what it is yeah yeah and so I wonder if she's been able to develop her communication skills with her partner and I wonder if what are you gonna say Oh, I was wondering whether or not there was an edit or not, but there's not. Edit, okay. Yeah, and I also wonder if that's something that she could work on for herself and that would improve her relationship and her, you know, her her life. Yeah. Because just being able to say what you feel Mm. without worrying about the consequences of, like, you know, worrying about the mother-in-law and sister-in-law, like, feeling upset about it you know being able to work through those uncomfortable feelings mm. of speaking your mind and then also um like I wonder if um marriage counseling or couples counseling would help be able to you know open a gateway for them to talk like to voice their feelings mm. yeah you're so you're, she- you're so right about her being almost too young um because yeah you're right about her not wanting to rock the boat so she's just kind yeah. of um not necessarily explaining her feelings properly mm-hmm. and yep. that's why it's coming across as a as a insult um rather yep. than a I kind of just don't want to be compared to your wife because yep. I know how much you loved her but yep. really at the same time I think we have to unpack that if she looks kind of similar to um and has the same mannerisms whether or not the male is even ready for a new relationship relationship. because it looks like he is just trying to fill a void and he's doing Mm -hmm. it at someone else's expense does it say how long ago that the the um, partner passed away um no Okay, so I but they have been but they have been dating for two years. So. Okay, okay, that's hard to say. Um, but yeah, I think I think the fact that she said he's been distant, it sounds like they haven't even had a conversation. No. Yeah, and, and so, yeah, and the the information came from his family. <laughs> exactly, and so you we all know what what it's like when someone passes on the information immediately uh, gets changed. Oh yeah, the tone gets changed, the assumptions and mm-hmm. whatever else they add on to that. So you oh, yeah. could be hearing a secondhand like thing. So she is she hasn't even had the conversation with him, let alone like so you're going into this marriage or you're you're engaged to this person yet you can't even talk about things that bother you things mm. or yeah, or just topics. general general feelings, right? So that already like I would say before you even go into uh get married to this person i would say i would i would practice being able to speak to him about how i feel and just mm. like just like develop those skills first because you know what's going to happen is like in this situation if she's not able to talk about her feelings they're going to get married or even if they don't get married if they stay engaged things are going to pop up and then she's not going to talk about it or stand up for herself. And then yeah. she's going to feel like her self-esteem and confidence and decisions in her life is just going to be pushed down mm-hmm. and she's not going to be happy. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a um, it's a bit of a uh, wake-up call to, to see going into the, the first thing, going into your engagement, that yep. uh, your communication skills are flawed. Uh, yep. So possibly even taking a step completely back. Yeah. Um, yep. I mean, yeah, she's not only young, but they've only been dating for two years. Yeah. Um, and the ridiculous thing um, to me, uh, mm. I found this out the other day. I did not know at all. But yeah. um, when people file for divorce, they have to be at least separated for a year before oh. they can get that divorce 
I think it's no I think it's in Australia and I'm sitting here going excuse me like did they not do the um you know trial home foster uh your your new husband to see whether or not you want to get married first (laughs) rather than stopping the divorce process yeah that is strange it is just wild to me because a lot of the time it would be so quickly decided that if you have to live with your partner for a year in the same place (laughs) whether or not you can deal with each other for the rest of your life Um, exactly yeah so I just think that that's so wild yeah and also I thought just like so I also wanted to add like this story reminded me of you know how I used to be and just a word of from experience is that initially if you're if you're this way inclined where you don't want to rock the boat and like what I'm working through with my therapist is that um it's it's like the way we avoid so Mm -hmm. and and the thing the thing we avoid is feeling uncomfortable and feeling anxious and feeling stressed and feeling basically deep down inside is feeling unloved or or abandoned and that's what we're trying to avoid so that's why we don't say what we want to say or that's why we you know comfort eat or have an addiction generally speaking obviously not for everyone but this is specifically in this situation and so um in her situation she doesn't want to rock the boat because she doesn't want to feel those feelings Mm. but something that i'm that i'm currently working through is that i do these things knowing that i'm going to feel really uncomfortable feeling really shit but i know that the aftermath of all of those feelings and those really uncomfortable shitty conversations is that i am going to be on top in the sense where i've set my boundaries or i've said to whomever that this is not okay and whether they like it or not doesn't matter because at the end of the day i'm not having to deal with this in the future because we've had this conversation and if it happens again this is where you know obviously where are you drawing the line because if it happens again you have to think about how you're going to address that like Mm -hmm. you know are you going to leave them or are you going to work it through couples counseling whatever you decide but the, the action of you saying what you have to say whether or not even though you have to work it through even though you feel really uncomfortable and you feel scared and everything you know that at the end of that thunderstorm there's going to be a rainbow with you on it Mm. yeah and I think um yeah I think uh oh just having the idea in your head as well that we treat uh we we teach people uh the way we want to be treated yes um so allowing those things to go um unchecked it will absolutely happen again oh yeah 100 percent. and it's like in the in the immediate where you you know you say oh i'm not gonna i don't want to talk about it like i'll just let it go Mm. you know in that instance you feel great because you don't have to have that shitty conversation but then when it happens again Mm. what are you gonna how are you gonna feel you're gonna feel so shit yeah and you're gonna feel trapped and stuck in this relationship where you can't even be yourself and you're also going to not only react to the reoccurrence of the issue, but you're going to react to the original issue that you didn't address. Yep. So then you're coming in twofold mm-hmm. <laughs> and your reaction may be seen as just over the top because you're not just reacting to one thing, but a lot of little things that have built up, built up, built up over time. Um, yep. And it's almost a little bit unfair to the other party as well because they cannot read your mind. That's something that I've had to. Oh, yeah, 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 (laughs) same, same. And then you explode on them and they're like, where did this come from? Yeah, how long have you been like feeling like this? And you sit there and you're like, oh, I've been resentful for six months. And it's like, hmm. (laughs) Exactly. And then also when, when they take on that, when you explode and they take that on, they can't. You can't work through that issue because they're on the instant defense because yep. you've just like full blown yep. blown up on them. Yeah, pr- so it's protective self is out, and yeah, yeah. No, nobody listens. Yeah, no, and so it's unproductive, and that's not gonna go, it's not gonna go anywhere. It's un- like it's unhelpful. Yeah, so I mean, final thoughts. Uh, mm. You're you're not the asshole, uh, mm-hmm. but you have some 
learning to do about Mm -hmm. the way that you communicate and the way that you can communicate in the relationship before you can Mm -hmm. even go ahead (laughs) whether or not you accept the ring (laughs) yep exactly and also uh, Nikki and I are huge advocates of therapy oh yeah oh yeah like (laughs) like both of us go separately obviously our own Mm -hmm. and for me it's just changed my life like I feel more sure of myself I Mm -hmm. have I have a support system my therapist that helps me work through my issues and helps me helps me kind of in my head of like where I am being too hard on myself and where I'm not Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, me and you both have very much uh, an issue with being able to look back and see how far we've come mm-hmm. uh, and reflect and even appreciate uh, what we've done after doing it. So we just immediately move on to the next thing and almost um, bag ourselves out for what was wrong in the previous <laughs> rather yep. than yeah having yep. the appreciation too. So um yeah therapy huge yeah. for, for yeah. both of us so we'll be talking yeah. quite openly um about highly that. recommend it <laughs> yeah anyone who's ever thinking about it or hasn't even thought about it but wants to look into it we highly highly recommend giving it a try mm-hmm. and even if you don't even really have um any huge issues that you can um isolate uh like my partner he is just happy to be here <laughs> but I pushed him onto a um, therapist because his job is so high stress yeah um, yep. and the the methods that he's picked up um, mm-hmm. and coping mechanisms are just yep. a lot more healthy than say going Amazing. to the bar on a Friday because it's been a long week <laughs> yeah exactly and also if you're like me I'm like avoidant and so I was like you know make my partner suggest it because obviously I would talk about my like um traumatic experiences that I had through childhood stuff like that and like how that affects my life today and my partner for so we've been together for five years now and through the beginning of our relationship he would encourage me to go see a therapist but I kept saying like no I'm fine like I don't need to see one why would I need to see one like I'm doing life fine Hmm. and then finally I go and I'm like, holy shit, I'm not fine. And I've been telling no. myself I'm fine. Mm. And I'm just like, why, why, why is my brain, why did my brain do this to me? Like, I'm totally not fine. But I kept mm. telling myself I was. Yeah. So if you're like me, that could be a thing that your brain could be tricking you. Yeah, absolutely. Minimizing uh, is huge. Yeah. Uh, and saying, oh, people have it a lot worse or they're, oh, Kim, yeah. Kim, there are people dying. Absolutely not. Everybody's um, issues are valid and, um, should be spoken uh, about with no kind of stigma attached and uh yeah yeah 100 percent um and then we actually have one more one more story so this is also from the am i the asshole thread and this one goes am i the asshole for shortening my workout after a man got on the elliptical next to me <laughs> I, 27 female, like to go to the gym later in the evening so I can have the place mostly to myself since I don't like how claustrophobic it feels when tons of people are there at the same time. I live around the block from a chain gym and go there most nights to use the elliptical for a while. When I got to the gym tonight, the entire row of ellipticals were empty, so I grabbed the one all the way on the end. Everything was fine during my workout all the way up to the last few minutes. A guy walked into the mostly deserted gym and got on the elliptical right next to mine. (laughs) Which I thought was weird since there was a row of about 12 other ones that were all empty. It made me a little uncomfortable, so I shortened my workout by a few minutes and hopped off to grab a disinfectant wipe. When I got back to wipe down my my machine, the guy stopped pedaling and asked me what my problem was. I was caught off guard and just stammered something about how I was done with my workout, which was basically true anyway, but he said something about me treating him like a predator for no reason. Oh my god, that is wild. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) And then put his headphones back in. Am I the asshole for shortening my workout because some guy chose the elliptical right next to mine? 
when was this posted? This was posted seven hours ago. It's freaking COVID. Chill. <laughs> like, this is just, this is like without it even being a kind of um, prejudice or like uh-huh. uh, discriminatory thing. It's, we're in a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's like eight ellipticals. Yeah. Like, I say not the asshole because I probably would have done the same, to be honest with you. 100%. I'm very like aware of these things and I'm not comfortable with people doing weird things like this. I would say it's weird because obviously eight and they came right next to mine. Um, I would yeah. say that's weird. And, and in like, mostly deserted gym. And I mean, the fact that he even piped up and was mm-hmm. like, what's your problem? Just, yep. just openly says that he was doing that on purpose to almost provoke a reaction because yep. what he was doing was on that kind of like track yeah yeah definitely and I feel like um I feel like there would have been no reason for him to say what's his what's the problem because she's there to do a workout and if she's finished her work like she's finished on the elliptical (laughs) whatever it is elliptical it's none of his business absolutely not there's no reason to say what's your problem. It was honestly like the first action was weird. Like, why are you getting mm. on to the one next to oh, mine? Yeah. The yep. following actions yep. is like run. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, you definitely. just outed yourself about being a weirdo. <laughs> I'm <Yep>. so sorry. <laughs> exactly. I would definitely like stop going to that gym or stop going at that time because I would feel really uncomfortable mm. if that happened to me because that's none of his business. And I mean, Again, like we don't want to put all people into the same uh, stereotype and things like that. Of course but, not. But how many times have you been made to feel like unbearably uncomfortable because mm-hmm. of what someone was doing in the gym while you were trying to work out? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is what like like nowadays because I am so. Uh, up front mm-hmm. <laughs> I literally go up to these people and ask them what they are looking at <laughs> do you absolutely absolutely oh yeah for God. sure but these like I've had a couple um in my last gym the guy literally he walked into one of the machines once that's <gasps> how that's so how scary. yeah that's how <gasps> like turned his head was is that he did not see the bench underneath him uh, and he tripped over, uh, and it's just oh. it's. I don't mind if they're being subtle. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead, be subtle, yeah. be a normal person. I do that too. Yeah. I check out people in the gym, and I'm like, oh, his muscles are big. <laughs> but but if you're literally like struggling, ogling. <laughs> that's like ogling. He like hasn't blinked in three minutes, kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Then yeah, I go up to them and I go, "What would you like? And can I help you with anything?" Yeah, that's uncomfortable because, you know, you do the whole, you're looking at someone, they look at you, you look away. Yeah, yeah. Like, but if they don't look away, no. you're just like, you're a creep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, male or female, that's creepy. Absolutely. Yeah. And yep. it's just, yeah, it's just normally that we don't do that because we have boundaries, <laughs> filtering systems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. that's, yeah. Yeah, so I would say um, they're not the asshole in this case. No. And I feel like uh, like if I was her, I would change gyms, change my workout routine. Like, that's creepy. I wouldn't even change gyms. You can you can report people now. Oh, okay. If that's they're being just incredibly uncomfortable uh, yeah. to a point where, um, you know, you don't feel safe in a gym that is, you know, locked from the outside kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, definitely. And I don't think that it's up to her to have to move because she's not doing anything wrong. Yeah, agreed. She didn't do anything wrong. Yep. He made it something wrong when he yep. did something wrong. Well, that's all our stories for this episode. Yay. Thank Hope you. you guys uh, enjoyed um, sitting down and talking to us about uh, this trash. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it is, mostly. <laughs> Pretty much. Actually, trash, but also helpful trash. Oh, no, no, no. Like the people (laughs) the people that we're talking about is (laughs) That's a bit mean. (laughs) No, do you know what? Like in the sense where 
I feel like they just don't know. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like they weren't educated in the sense where they didn't learn how to develop empathy or they didn't know, like, you know, whatever you do is based on, like, your surroundings, your environment when you were growing up. And so mm-hmm. that's their that's their environment growing up and that's what they are like now. So they just don't know. But then it's up to us to be like, that's not okay. Mm, and to, you know I mean? to push the self-reflection rather than um but then if they have been openly told to reflect and they won't yeah but then it's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> oh Nikki. i know controversial 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 <laughs> i feel like everybody is like we're all humans and like yep. they just don't know and all like, at different stages do you know what i mean yeah they're just different stages and like we shouldn't like as us being you know more understanding we know that they just don't know and that we need to just develop ourselves and if they don't want to develop themselves then we just you know leave them alone and let them be together like we don't want self-implode who <laughs> <laughs> don't want to be together but then like we shouldn't like judge them in the sense where okay they they've not done good actions but they're not bad people in the sense where they haven't killed anybody, no. they haven't committed a horrendous crime, but they just don't know. Absolutely, that they've done their actions are not are not to our standards. <laughs> <laughs> and our standards are high. <laughs> Didn't you know? Oh, I've got perfectionism. It. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> if it's not a hundred, nah. <laughs> and um you know if you're if you're listening um and you have you know something that you're going through that you would like us to talk about and give you some support or some advice we would love to hear it so please send your story our way please thank you and let us know if you'd like us to start a facebook group because that's something we can do Mm, and it might be easier easier to get through yeah yeah yeah, so let us know if you want a Facebook group and we can make one. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed sipping the tea with us and talking about some difficult and sometimes hilarious topics in our lives. If you would like some girl gang energy in your life, send us your story at your dose of podcast at gmail.com and if you want to leave us a comment and a rating please don't let us stop you see you next time